0: Hold oh, the phone there, boys. Where's your Christmas spirit? Sorry, folks.
1: <clears throat> the time is here to spread good cheer the old-fashioned Disney way. <laughs> From all of us to all of you, a very Merry Christmas.
2: <laughs> ah oui, mesdames et messieurs, so glad you could join us. Pull up the chair, for we invite you
0: to... No, Today, we invite you to join this celebration as the magic of a Disney Christmas fills the air. Merry Christmas. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the
3: Magic Kingdom proudly presents our Holiday Celebration. W, w-, w- Radio, you're in.
2: And welcome to the WDW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangiello, and this is show number 150 for the week of December 20th, 2009. Thank you for tuning in once again, and a very happy holiday to you and your families. Speaking of the holidays, it truly is the most wonderful time of the year, and arguably the best time to visit Walt Disney World. A completely different experience than visiting during any other time of the year. There are so many added elements and dimensions to your experience, both in and out of the parks. So this week, we're going to look at some of our favorite things to do during the season, including some must-dos and even a few overlooked experiences as well. I'll play more of your voicemails at the end of the show, so sit back, relax... And enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show. With Christmas right around the corner, and with many sharing in the belief that it is the most wonderful time of year to visit Walt Disney World... At the very least, it's certainly a very special time, although an argument can be made, and it has, by me, that food and wine is the best time of the year, but I digress. I thought we would look at some of our favorite holiday happenings in Walt Disney World other than Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, which I've actually covered in depth back on show 95 last year. And to help me talk about some of the things that make Walt Disney World. Even more special during this time is Chuck Lionberger. He is the Disney daddy and he's going to join me as we explore Walt Disney World during the holidays. Chuck, welcome back. Merry Christmas. Happy Festivus, whatever it might be for you and your family.
0: Absolutely. Merry Christmas to you, Lou, and it's a thrill for for me to be back on the show and Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to, to everybody out there who's listening.
2: Yes, and it's great, and it's great to have you back. And, and, you know, you and I have talked about this Uh, You know, offline before Obviously there's so much to do in Walt Disney World all year round Uh, And if you think that you've done it all I'm sure that you haven't And that's one of the things I love to do on the show But I think that increases so many times over during the holiday season Which technically for Walt Disney World doesn't begin around Christmas Really, the holidays start about November 1, November 2, when the Halloween decorations come down, the Christmas decorations go up, and the holidays are in full swing at the parks and the resorts.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there is the transition between Halloween and Christmas lasts all of about like three, four, uh, five hours. <laughs> yeah. In, in fact, uh, there's a recent show that's on HGTV right now that actually chronicles that switchover. And it's amazing what all takes place literally between. Halloween and uh, and the day after Halloween, and the next thing you know, Christmas is up. And then it gets into really big full force uh, right around Thanksgiving weekend when some of the major shows like Candlelight Processional, Sanders Around the World, and, and so many other things uh, start to pop up. You know, one of the things that, that I talk about a lot with folks who ask me about going to Walt Disney World at Christmas time, uh, I tell them, you know, you got to think about this do you want to do the parks or do you want to do the holidays? Because to be honest, there's no way you're doing it all together. In one week, it's just too much. So you got to kind of need to make some choices here.
2: Absolutely, and that's a great way to put it because I tell people all the time. They say, "Well, what, what's the best time of year to go to Walt Disney World?" And of course, I give them the lawyer answer, and I don't just answer it with a simple, you know, October. I say, "Well, you should go this time, this time, or this time, and then you should also show go again if possible during the holidays because it's a completely different experience. It Absolutely. is not about riding rides; it's about some of the things that we're going to cover on the
0: show. Yeah, no, when we went down uh, last year for Mouse Fest, and you know, we, my, my whole family and I got, got into the parks and we realized just how much there is going on. We looked at each other and we said, All right, attractions are holidays, and we chose holidays. And that entire week that we were down there, we probably rode no less than uh, maybe no more than 10 attractions. You know, maybe just hit a couple of headliners or two, and that was about it. Most of our time was sent was spent experiencing all of the the holiday things that are going on, and it's in every single park, and not just the parks, also around the property as well, in the different resorts. You could spend a day doing the resorts alone,
2: easily. Easily, you can spend hours just doing the Monorail resorts, let alone some of the others, and that's Correct. some of the, some of the things that we're going to cover. But you know when we talk about Christmas and when you mention Christmas to people in Walt Disney World, of course, for most people, the first thing they think about, and obviously a very special thing that you can do, is the Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. And, and for multiple reasons, one of which is because I did cover it in depth back on uh, show number 95, which was November 30th of 2008. We wanted to to sort of separate the two, but I did want to mention it quickly because I think it's something that if you can do, and I say can because it is an extra hard ticketed event, it's going to be about $55 if you purchase the tickets in advance, about 62 if you purchase it the day of, but it is something very special. And if it does fit into your plans and your timing and your budget, because, again, you start talking about family of four, five, six, I think we all agree, Chuck, you definitely should do it. Arguably the best of the hard ticketed parties.
0: Oh, it's easily one of the best of the hard-ticketed parties. And it's one of those things that if you're going to experience Christmas at Walt Disney World, you need to do it at least once. Uh, If there's a a single – you want to try and get Christmas all in one big box in one package, you're going to find it at Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. However, what we want to talk about is getting outside that box because there is so much more beyond just Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. And you you can even experience some of the things at Mickey's Very Merry, a few of them without actually having to be in that park, and we can talk about that in a little bit.
2: Exactly, and and one of the things that we hinted to is one of my favorite things to do, and again, the complete opposite of Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, is something that's free. I mean, really, you you don't even have to spend dime one to walk into a theme park because I think going to explore and enjoy and really appreciate the level of detail and the level of incredible holiday atmosphere that's brought into the resorts is absolutely worth taking a day or half a day or multiple portions of multiple days to go do. And for me, and of course, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring food into it right off the bat, I love going to check out not just the resort displays, but the edible resort displays because some of the amazing decorations are made by the chefs in the forms of gingerbread carousels, uh, miniature train villages, uh, Santa's Workshop, the gingerbread house at the Grand Floridian, Epcot um, over at American Adventure. There's the gingerbread... I mean, the list goes on and on. There's probably off the top of my head, maybe you got Beach Club, Yacht Club, Boardwalk... Contemporary Grand Floridian American just Adventure. About, yeah, there's six yeah, just or so. All
0: of them have uh, some sort of uh, edible or, or some other type of, uh, usually gingerbread uh, decorations. And you know, where else can you walk into a gingerbread house? And when I say walk, I mean literally walk into one. If you haven't seen this, it's worth going just to see the gingerbread house because it is absolutely just mind boggling uh what this this thing looks like i mean it's it's enormous you know and it's got you know something like a thousand pounds of of honey and you know it's incredible just how much stuff is in this gingerbread house and and of course it's you, you can't eat the house i so don't please don't don't eat the house sadly actually some people apparently have tried to do that uh, but you can get gingerbread there you can get Real normal sized gingerbread houses that you can purchase, but just to see this gingerbread house in the uh, the lobby of the Grand the Grand Floridian is absolutely it's incredible uh, to see all the work and it and it takes you know days just to put it together to say nothing about the months that it takes getting all the pieces prepared.
2: Yeah, even if you go to watch. The construction of it, I, I think that's something that's really enjoyable. And oftentimes Disney will post up videos of sort of a uh, a time lapse photography video of the gingerbread house going up. I think the Grand Floridian is probably for many, you know, the pièce de résistance of the gingerbread houses. Like you said, not only can you look at it, there you can do you can search for hidden mickeys that they that they uh, that they hide throughout there, but you can also buy. And this is my favorite thing to do is. <laughs> It smells beautiful in there, and there's the holiday oh, music going on. And it, I mean, the Grand Floridian exudes that Victorian elegance and charm of you know, holidays at home. You can grab, grab, I mean, buy a shingle, you can grab peppermint bark, truffles, lots of different things that they sell inside. There's also demonstrations of how to decorate and create your own gingerbread house. Again, it's other than to buy some of the food for yourself. It's free to get into the Grand Floridian and go and watch and just sort of sit and enjoy the atmosphere there for a little while.
0: Absolutely. And even better, uh, at nighttime, of course, you do have the, the orchestra that's playing wonderful Christmas music uh, up on the, the, the balcony level. Of course, there is this, like all like many of the resorts, an enormous Christmas tree uh, sitting in the middle of, the, of the, uh, the lobby. If you have a photo pass card, and if you don't pick up one because this is worth it during the holidays you can have a professional portrait sitting in front of that tree full with the light sets and everything no sitting fee no cost whatsoever you just line up take your shots boom here's your photo pass card and it just goes with goes right onto your photo pass account and the the shots are absolutely gorgeous they are beautiful Pictures. We we did this last year and had a whole series. I think we ended up having something like, oh, 10, 15 shots taken. Uh, it wasn't just like one picture. I mean, they took like 10 or 15 photos in front of the tree. And it, they're, they're absolutely beautiful, beautiful photos. And again, completely free.
2: That's a great tip. That is a great tip. And certainly while you're there at the Grand Floridian, I, I would highly suggest if you can... Get on the monorail, go visit the different displays at the Contemporary, the Polynesian. Very, very different. They bring very much of a Polynesian feel to it. And if you are at or around the Epcot uh, boardwalk area, by all means, definitely go check out the life-size gingerbread carousel in the lobby of the Beach Club. club. And over the boardwalk, you have to go see Santa's workshop and the boardwalk train. I mean, just Mm -hmm. – Chuck, it's a work of art what they do that you said – takes months and months to complete
0: it just they're absolutely beautiful uh pulling into an old friend samantha brown uh she has done past shows on that i'm sure you might be able to find them uh online or, or get some of the information about those different shows uh watch uh the travel channel they're on uh, especially this time of year they're on a whole lot and she goes in and talks a lot uh, about these these different displays so you can really see them in action and actually see the what goes on uh, in the kitchens to prepare these things but you know, if you've ever thought you've done gingerbread, you need to take a look at this because they're just incredible moving displays too. It's you know, in the case of the the Beach Club, that carousel really works, yeah, and it's it's actually moving. Then you know, you've got the, the Train Club, the the, uh, the train set over in the Yacht Club, and uh, last year there was another carousel uh, over in the Boardwalk. Again, just beautiful, beautiful displays. Absolutely, My, I, I agree. Incredible.
2: Uh, yeah, and speaking of beautiful displays and unique displays. If you have occasion, if you're staying there, if you want to go eat at, over at Boma, by all means, make it a point to head on over to Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge. Boma has this little African village entirely made out of chocolate and sugar and gingerbread, very much reflect reflecting the styles of Africa. The tree in Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge is oh.
0: spectacular. It is spectacular. It's, yeah, it's almost beyond description uh, of how just immense it is. You know, to say nothing about you know its beauty. Just walking in you see it and it's just just huge. You know, it's enormous, and uh, it, it just it's incredible. You're going to look at that, and just you you will physically feel your jaw hit your chest as you look up at the, at this tree because it's just immense.
2: Okay, so I don't mean to blindside you, but I will because I just thought about it. So I'm going to put you on the spot and ask you, what is your favorite resort in Walt Disney World during the holidays?
3: Oh,
0: that's almost asking, like, what's my favorite child? You know you have a favorite child, too. It's okay. They don't listen. The kids listen to this. I can't do that, Lou. You know, they enjoy listening to this podcast. But, you know, if I had to pick a resort for the holidays, you know, it's... I love the beach club and yacht club during the year because, you know, there's no doubt. Best pool on property, best as far as location and all of that. But when it comes to the holidays, there's nothing like the Grand Floridian and just being in that whole Victorian setting and feel. Walking through that lobby, you know, with all the Christmas music that's going on, you've got the gingerbread house uh, and everything else. And when you walk on the grounds of the Grand Floridian, there are poinsettias everywhere. You cannot turn and not see a poinsettia. I mean, they're absolutely all over the place. So I would probably have to say the Grand Floridian.
2: I'm so happy you said that, because I disagree with you. I'm glad. (laughs) That's great. Because the one that I wanted to mention is one that we haven't mentioned as yet. And I think when you think about Christmas and the cold, you know, you think about Christmas and the cold and the snow and and warming up by a fireplace, There is no better place to spend some time than the lobby of Disney's Wilderness Lodge.
0: It is a very nice, it's a nice one too. I say it is pretty, but you've
2: got the fireplace, you've got the rocking chairs, you've got the Christmas music, you've got this Pacific Northwest feel to it. You, You know you're in Florida, but you don't, you feel like you're transported as soon as you go start driving down Timberline Drive the amazing tree that actually goes up to the second level where you can sort of walk, look look for the bears, look for the carved bears on the second level. You can look down, you've got the gingerbread village, the music, the rushing geyser, you know, so much going on there. I think it just so embodies that holiday spirit.
0: You know, and I think that that ties into a lot about Disney's resorts in general throughout the year, but I think it's amplified at Christmas time. Disney's got a resort that meets your personality, that fits you. If you're uh, sort of that beach style person and you enjoy the, the beach lifestyle uh, and, and beach decor, then obviously the Yacht and Beach Club are going to do very well for you. Uh, Boardwalk, the same way. If you like that Victorian elegance, uh, Grand Floridian is going to do do very well for you. And if you like that rustic uh, country feel, then the Wilderness Lodge absolutely is for you. And again, talking about Polynesian uh, as it's named, you know, uh, the Asian feel. Again, you, there's a resort for you all somewhere on that property uh, that'll that will meet your personality.
2: And I think I've talked about this on the show before with somebody else about how, again, like you, the Beach Club is is my favorite resort for a variety of reasons: location, beaches, and cream. But you can almost tailor. Your resort, depending on the time of year or the type of vacation you want to spend, and this is obviously a separate subject, but when you want to sort of get away and you want that quiet, laid-back isolation, you can go to Old Key West. When you want that ultra-modern sort of hip thing, you go to Bay Lake Tower. When you want to feel as though you've escaped to to the Hawaiian Islands, you go to the Polynesian. So there is something different depending on how you want a vacation, but that, again separate conversation. Sure. We'll pick but up. again, you know,
0: whatever you're looking for, there's there's a place for you that'll, that'll fit.
2: Absolutely. So let's jump over to the parks. And again, we're going to stay away from the Magic Kingdom at this point, and specifically the Christmas party. But I want to go over to one of my must-dos, and I think it should be everybody on everybody's must-do list, and again, continues to get better over the years. That's over at Disney's Hollywood Studios, the Osborne Family Spectacle of Now Dancing.
0: Now lights. Dancing, yes.
2: I saw them again this year. I mean, they they really should be called the Osborne Family Spectacle of Spectacular Dancing Lights.
0: I just think it's just the Osborne Spectacular. I don't think you need to say anything else. It's just spectacular. You know, you know, you know I pulled up some some numbers about Walt Disney World. Across the entire resort, and this is everything, all the parks, all the resorts – Disney puts up somewhere around eight and a half million lights. That's a lot. That's a ton of That's lights. Now, five million of those lights are at the Osborne Spectacle.
2: That's like a Clark Griswold you, house right there. Now,
0: exactly. I mean, that tells you – you thought you did a lot for uh, you know, decorations outside of your house. Come see the Osborne Spectacle of Dancing Lights and see how it really was done. And to think that this all started with Jennings Osborne in Little Rock, Arkansas – and he did this out in front of his own house. You know, and then it was 3 million lights. And since it came to Disney in uh, 1995, they've upped the ante, and now it's.
2: Yeah, Jennings obviously had um, a lot of money and a lot of free time, obviously. And obviously, uh, a little girl that he loved very much because this was done really as a present for her. The music that they associate with it is just wonderful. Everything from. Classic Disney music to more modern disney music uh I mean, Christmas music <laughs> uh thrown in all synchronized to the lights that uh go in rotations of every fifteen minutes or so that you can also do sort of a three d thing you can buy they used to give them away now you can buy three d glasses for a dollar, which sort of adds this uh weird sort of starlight effect to all the lights um gets you a little dizzy after a while but it's it's fun and the kids really love it and there's nothing like walking down the streets of america hot chocolate in hand with your family it's snowing the christmas music is going and then the lights dim and these choreographed uh you know buildings and trees and wreaths just go to to the to the different musical things it's just something spectacular and again unlike the christmas party but like many so many other things during christmas the Osborne Family Spectacle Lights are free. This year they ran from November 10th. They also run past the holidays into January 3rd, which is nice and included with your admission to Disney's Hollywood Studios.
0: The Osborne Lights are absolutely spectacular, as their name. If you want to try and catch these lights uh, at Disney's Hollywood Studios, a couple of things to keep in mind. They light up at dusk. Uh, which sometimes is usually around the, f- the five o'clock, uh, somewhere between five and six o'clock, depending on when you're going. There's a huge, enormous switch that, that some lucky guests will get to uh, get to flick to actually turn the lights on. Like I said, that happens around dusk. The crowds start to pick up once the lights go on, and they see the lights, and they can hear the music throughout the park, uh, and that draws people in. The lights also stay on until the park closes, uh, usually around eight thirty or so, depending on extra magic hours. So if you want to try to catch those lights, you might want to be there either when they uh, flick the switch, uh, or sometimes wait until uh, closing time, right around uh, the time when the park is closing, where the, that big throng of people will uh, will have diminished. Again, another great place to, to make sure you have your photo pass card. Photo pass photographers uh, are around; they got they got cameras on tripods and everything to take a really nice photo uh, at night. Uh, with the lights in the background uh, and things like that. Also bear in mind that there's more to the lights than just you know the main New York Street. Uh, there are also lights down and around towards uh, lights motors action that are just as beautiful. also down towards the uh, San Francisco there's a huge canopy of lights there. so there is a whole lot that's that's going on so you know don't just stay in one place, kind of move around and, and look and look for the different things that are there. There's a ton of little hidden Mickeys. Uh, that are all in there. One little bit for parents. It does snow on the streets of America, uh, just like it snows at Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. However, this is not snow that you want to catch on your tongue because there's soap bubbles. So moms and dads, if you're listening, uh, while it's fun to be in the in the, the fake snow, uh, the simulated snow as it's falling, best not to try and, and catch that on the tongue and, and do that kind of thing because it's actually soap.
2: Unless your kid deserves it. Unless he (laughs) needs to have his mouth washed out with soap.
0: I'll I'll leave that for a a decision for parents. But I
2: I agree with you. My favorite time uh, to enjoy the lights is at the end of the night, wait until everybody has started to get ushered out. Linger Mm. as long as you can, obviously being respectful of of the fact that they are trying to get people out of the park. And just take your time and enjoy the, the somewhat empty streets and wander your way out down... Hollywood Boulevard um, really beautiful with the twinkling lights it's really a nice nice time much like it is on Main Street to to enjoy the lights and the music and, and the park at closing
0: yeah they're, they're absolutely beautiful they go through about a hundred gallons of that snow bubble fluid uh, thing a night and you know different snow machines about 60 of them or so and over 30 miles of extension cables it's just an incredible experience uh, thing that Disney does and it's, it takes months, absolutely months to, uh, to put it all on and uh, most of those lights now, in fact if I'm not mistaken, all of them are now LED lights and so the amount of electricity energy that's used is something like cut in half so uh, you know, even in the grand splendor that the Osborne lights are, they're still green
2: Nice, nice I like that. Alright, let's move over to another park And one of my favorite things to do, whether I'm alone, whether I'm with my family, certainly things that I love introducing people to because I think it is so often overlooked. And these are the holidays around the world in Epcot's World Showcase. Because above and beyond just displaying the holiday traditions and the holiday decor and how each nation celebrates the season... The traditions are enhanced by the storytelling. And that's what you have is in each of the nation's pavilions, you have an individual storyteller that really brings to life the legends and the folklore, some of which are very similar maybe to what we experience here in the United States, some which are very, very different and and even so much more interesting and intriguing. And Chuck, I, I have to believe that you're going to agree with me that it's worth making the time and taking the time to wander and explore and enjoy every single one of the 11 nations' storytellers.
0: Absolutely. This is one of the hidden gems in all of Walt Disney World. Can you tell I like these? They're absolutely fantastic. If there was one thing in Epcot that I would encourage folks to do, That's to take in every single storyteller presentation. Uh, And there's 13 in all. Uh, America, the American uh, Adventure Pavilion, actually has three. There's one specifically about Christmas where you can meet Santa and even Mrs. Claus. There's one about Kwanzaa and also one about Hanukkah. But uh, above and beyond the American traditions, you get to, to learn and experience the holidays in places that that uh, you know, a lot of us in the United States really are not familiar with, for example, uh, Taraji, and I probably butchered that name. So anybody from Morocco, please, my apologies right now. But talking about you know Taraji and his drum, as they're talking about the customs of Ramadan and uh, Ashura, and that's over in the Morocco pavilion, uh, or in, over next door in Japan, hearing the story of the the Daruma doll and the Japanese customs of the New Year, where you know in Japan. The, the the turning of the new year is a is a very big event, and then of course there is you know uh, Father Christmas in the United Kingdom Pavilion, who uh, you know is very very similar to our own uh, Santa Claus, uh, and so all of each of the pavilions has a wonderful story to tell, a, a very moving story to tell, and it's all about the holidays you know not just christmas even more the holidays the new year hanukkah kwanzaa uh, so more than anything else in epcot even more than the candlelight procession line i know that almost sounds like heresy but even more than the candlelight processional i really enjoy the holiday storytellers uh, and you can get the chance again for parents these are great photo opportunities after the uh, the the story is told. Usually the presenters will hang around for a few minutes and you can get photos uh, with the different uh, Santas. Something that that we have done uh, for many of them, not all of them yet because we haven't been able to take photos with all of them is to uh, put them into a book. And so we have a book that that we set up and and display uh, during the holidays with photos of the kids with the different uh, holiday storytellers in Epcot. And so it's you know, I really, really like uh, this this tradition at Epcot and uh, highly, highly recommend it. Uh, as I say before, this is a Disney daddy must do.
2: I think that there is just so much that you can take from the holiday storytellers, from an entertainment point of view, from a an historical point of view, from a religious point of view, from a cultural point of view. social. I mean, so much that you can do. And I love the fact that the stories... And the folklore ranges from everything from the religious, whether it's the three kings in Mexico, to very non-traditional concepts of the holidays. So, for example, the monkey king in China is a great story of this monkey king's birth from stone and how he acquired his wisdom. I mean, it's, it's a wonderful tale that has nothing to do with Christmas trees and elves and presents and things like that but really gives you a look into the culture the Chinese culture Um, La Bafana in Italy again and I think this is what people should enjoy doing too is if you have a, a background or if your family comes from a certain part of the world it's great to go and learn about how it's celebrated there and maybe trace your roots back to there even if it's Christmas go to Canada and learn more about Santa Claus from where he's quote unquote where he lives where his home is over at the North Mm -hmm. Pole Uh, one of the things I like to do and I think I wrote about this um, when I did an article about this for celebrations magazine excludes the excuse the plug but I want you really to learn more about these storytellers is I think it's fun too to browse through all the pavilions after hearing the stories because there you can really talk to the cast members, learn about their trad- some of the traditions from the early days, from the stories of the Monkey King to how it's celebrated now you can, and I like to go and buy something from each, so you mentioned Japan, my, one of my favorite pavilions, you can go and buy a small or large Daruma doll, where you can go into Germany and find out about the pickle tree and talk to the cast members there. Yes. Same thing, France, Japan, Morocco, everywhere. And there really is something to be gained for kids, for adults, and you can really, and you should make, arguably, a, a full day out of it. And, of course, leave yourself time to eat as well.
0: Oh, well, naturally, and, of course, while you're going around the world. Now, Lewis, they say turnabout's fair play, so I get to put you on the spot now. Which of the 13 do you like the best?
2: Okay, so I'm going to give you the lawyer answer because I knew you were going to do this
0: <laughs> So certainly from a,
2: um, a heritage point of view, you know, I say, well, I have an Italian-American background, learning of La Bafana, this witch, as opposed to a Santa Claus, and getting the cultural and the religious stories about what happens on Christmas Eve and the Epiphany and the search for baby Jesus – is of interest to me but again when i hear the monkey king and you see the monkey king who looks very very different the way they're all made up in these traditional is fascinating to me um but i like to also compare sort of the santa claus versus father christmas versus uh the, the norwegian i'm not even gonna try and butcher Julensen. sin thank you <laughs> so, Nissen. thank you. Good Actually, enough for Norway, me.
0: My, my favorite there. Sigrid and Nissen, If you have to catch one, be sure to uh, to see the Norway Pavilion because it's a it's a wonderful, fun, and very interactive uh, experience there in Norway. So yeah, yes, I like mischievous Eulalnesen.
2: I like learning about the different ways it's celebrated around the world, and I, and I think it's just it's fascinating to me. It's fascinating.
0: So yeah, they're they're absolutely wonderful. And again, again, this is when you go to EPCOT. You know, you can you can see Sorin, you know, all year round, you can experience Spaceship Earth, you can, can do mission space and test track. But this is something that's truly unique. This is the heart of World Showcase. This is the whole point of why World Showcase was created to begin with, was so that guests could experience the cultures, the traditions, the, the things that make these different host countries so wonderful and such a great experience. So you know, being able to understand, hear and learn about the holiday traditions, and again, not just Christmas, but the holiday traditions in each of the different countries. it's It's one of the highlights of, of the holiday season when we get to go to Epcot.
2: And nice segue, Chuck and Lou, because I think you should spend make a day, you know, get into Epcot and get into World Showcase at eleven o'clock when World showcase opens. Make your way around. Be sure and visit and really explore all the pavilions, because then at night, something really special takes place, again, included in your park admission, just to be clear. No matter what you celebrate, even if it's just the holidays, it's just the season, the candlelight processional at the America Gardens Theater, which tells the biblical story of Christmas with the large choir and the orchestra and the Christmas carols and the celebrity narrator is just something that you have to see. And because the narrators change, Chuck, you really can, if possible, see more than once and get a a different experience out of.
0: Oh, absolutely. Not just the narrators change, but the mass choir changes. The mass choir uh, is made up of some local high school kids, but then also traveling uh, high schools, in fact, a couple of high schools from you know here where I live in Roanoke, uh, are, have gone on down to perform in the Candlelight Processional, and they do this on a yearly basis. So, choirs from all up and down the East Coast and even across the nation will come and perform in the Candlelight Processional, uh, and it's 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 incredible. Uh, it's very moving and incredibly inspirational. Of course, it's the telling of the Christmas story that the narrator reads and tells the Christmas story and then the mass choirs uh, do something similar in song and sing different uh, Christmas carols. It is very, very, very popular. So if you want to get a seat at the Candlelight Processional, you've got two options that you need to think about. Disney does offer a Candlelight Dinner Package. This includes lunch or dinner at one of the restaurants uh, in Epcot's World Showcase, there are you know, different restaurants and different packages available. So if you're interested, probably best to uh, go on to the Disney website at DisneyWorld.com and, and read up on the different uh, packages. And they can get pricey You know, from the, the lunch version at around, say, $33 to upwards of $60 uh, per person depending on dinner. And, and it varies depending on what, where you're going to eat and what, what show you're going to see. With that comes a guaranteed seat. Into the American Gardens, uh, pavilion. Now, if you don't want to do a dinner package, there is much like you know all the major attractions. There are uh, a, is a standby line, but know that you might not uh, get a seat in that standby line. You probably want to line up there. Oh, at least thirty or forty, maybe forty-five minutes to an hour in advance. Especially the closer you get to Christmas, and especially that week in between Christmas and New Year when the crowds are just huge at Disney. You want to uh, probably get into that standby line a good 45 minutes to maybe an hour in advance. And and there's no promises there. It just depends on how many uh, candlelight dinner packages are reserved because they go in first.
2: Yeah. and, And, you know, we can talk at length about the candlelight dinner package, Versus standby line, whether you think it's worth it or not. I've done both. Uh, I, I think if you are planning on going to eat, especially at one of the signature restaurants, you know if you're going to do a tier three chefs de France, uh, La Cellier, Tepin Edo, Tutto Italia, it's a, it's a nice option. It, it will be two dining credits if you if you are on the Disney dining plan. Some people I know try and shy away from those, but you don't have to worry about spending nearly an hour online in order to get in. And, you know, even if you want to go to see one and then come back another time and maybe not do the dining package to see another narrator, because they're, they're very different. And just a quick rundown of the narrators from this year to give you an idea of the lineup. You've had people like Isabella Rossellini, John O'Hurley, many of you know him from, uh, he, he was Elaine's boss in Seinfeld. I think he, yep. isn't he the host of some game show or something now <laughs>
0: i um, think he is he's also very he was well known uh he was one of the first in the dancing with the stars series oh as there well. you
2: go okay uh steven curtis chapman uh anika noni rose princess tiana to you and me big thumbs up to the movie by the way uh, andy so garcia good. vanessa williams abigail breslin i i only i know jimmy breslin i don't know abigail but i'll move on whoopi goldberg brian dennehy edward james almost angela bassett and courtney vance so there's a, a wide variety depending on what you like and that runs from november 22nd through december 30th so uh, chuck again we can't understate how much i think we both enjoy and, and think that is is truly one of the ones that's a must do
0: absolutely you know and i <clears throat> second only as i talked about to the ho- uh, sanders around the world or the holidays around the world is the candlelight uh Processional at uh, at Epcot. This is the heavy hitter. Uh, this is the main attraction uh, at Epcot. There are usually three shows. Uh, one around five, another around six forty-five, and then the final show is around uh, eight fifteen. If you don't uh, have any luck getting a seat, there is standing room only. And you know, there's you've gotten some, and I've. Actually stood right behind the seating area before. Uh, you are standing for the for the entire performance, and you know, your feet get a little tired, but you do get a nice view. Uh, that if you do want to stand, you can. Another option, if you're not, uh, if if it's okay not to actually see the choir, but just listen to the music, and you can hear the music. You know, halfway around world showcase. Go grab a bite and make your own sort of candlelight dinner package uh, at the uh, Liberty Inn, and then just sit down and listen to it right there. And so, you know, you can do a number of different things uh, and to enjoy that, that uh, candlelight processional.
2: Yeah, it's beautiful. It's moving. Definitely, definitely something to go see. But let's move over to another theme park. And before we head on over to the Magic Kingdom, I want to take a quick stop over at Disney's Animal Kingdom because you might yeah. think, okay, how are they going to bring Christmas into this park that usually closes at dusk? There are two things that I think you should go and see over at Disney's Animal Kingdom. First, you can go over to Camp Minnie Mickey. They do have uh, character meet and greets. They also have holiday carolers that that sing Mm -hmm. around there. Um, Of course, the park is decorated in very unique, very appropriately themed ways for the seasons. Um, You can go to Santa Goofy's Holiday Village. There's Christmas trees. There's photo ops. And be sure you see, and this is the thing that I really like, Chuck, is... The the special sort of themed parade, and that's Mickey's Jingle Jungle Parade.
0: At Mickey's Jingle Jungle Parade really is is wonderful. If you've uh, seen Mickey's Jungle Jammin' Parade, they they do a holiday overlay with it. But you know, it's more than just throwing some you know Christmas decorations on the floats and, and run on down the the way. It is a total reworking and retheming of the entire uh, parade and. There's a whole lot of just little hidden treasures in there. Uh, as you're watching, as you're going through in some of the early floats, look and see if you can see uh, Santa's list. And he's got the naughty and nice list. And notice that there's one name that's on both. I'm not going to tell you who it is. You have to see it for yourself. Uh, as Minnie's uh, float parade uh, goes through, uh, be sure to, to uh, take a sniff in the air because you just might uh, get a little whiff of hot chocolate uh, as they, they pump the, the scent uh, into the uh, into the air so you know Mickey's jingle jungle is a fun fun parade and and again it's a different parade it's it's not like what you would see you know over at Mickey's very merry Christmas party it's a very different parade uh, but nonetheless I think it's wonderful and I think it's a highlight uh, of the holidays especially in animal kingdom
2: I, I, I definitely agree um, I definitely agree with you and, and again I think a lot of people overlook heading over to camp Minnie Mickey so if you can you should definitely make your way out and check it over there. But I want to go, yeah. before we head out outside the parks, I think we need to mention the Magic Kingdom insofar as not doing Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party because certainly it goes without saying, we've, we've talked about it at length, how well it's decorated for the holidays. And there are a lot of other things to do and other things to see there beyond the... Christmas party, and I think the one that, that comes to mind, certainly beyond just how beautiful Main Street is walking down and, and the set is, is at night. The Cinderella Castle Dreamlight, the lighting ceremony, and the show is just, I mean, something special. I mean, a really, really, again, I'll throw in, it should be the Cinderella Castle Spectacular Dreamlight show.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, when I read a couple of years ago that this thing was going to put lights on the castle. I just looked and said, "I have got to see this thing." And any photo that you see, any video that you see, even the description, Lou, that you and I are doing, does not do it one ounce of justice. You have to see this thing in person because it is truly amazing. It, it, you you can't leave the lighting, uh, you know, from the, the lighting of the, of the castle without just a warm feeling in your heart. Because it just is an amazing, amazing story and, and a spectacular. here's an interesting thing also uh, about those, uh, those lights. They're like the, the, the uh, Osborne spectacle of lights, they're LED lights. And based on some information that I was uh, reading that the amount of energy to light that castle is about something the same amount of energy that it would take to run like two or three uh, washer and dryers. That's about it. Isn't that amazing? Think about all the lights that are on there and it's just a couple of washer dryers.
2: That that i mean, like I said, when when you see it in person, first of all, when you see it in person, you you know, watch it watch the castle the first time, and then if you happen to get a chance to see it more than once, watch the reaction of people around you because you do see mouths fall agape and you see people I and mean, you hear people go, because it it is such a really breathtaking thing when you see it and again if you're watching it on YouTube you are doing yourself an injustice because it does not translate as well as when you're actually there again free with admission they do it every night you must must go and see the Castle Dreamlights and again there's nothing like Main Street USA at night with the snow falling and the castle lit up in the distance You, you talk about you think about the holidays in Walt Disney World and Christmas in Walt Disney World with a tree in Town Square. That's it. I mean, that's it right there. That's the image that comes to mind. That's the sort of nostalgic memories of going with my family that, that first are conjured up when I think about Christmas in Walt Disney World.
0: It, it doesn't get any better than, than being on Main Street to see you know all the, the, the swags running across the street uh, and then to see you know Cinderella's Castle lit up and covered with twinkling ice uh, as it's supposed to represent, uh, it just you know it just doesn't get any better than that. Uh, grab yourself a hot chocolate uh, you know if you're, you happen to be at the party uh, or go grab uh, something from a confectionery uh, food for Lou and then uh, you know just you know you could spend you know the evening just slowly perusing Main Street and just basking uh, in all that that Main Street provides to say nothing about the other lands at night.
2: And and like I said before, again being respectful, of the fact that Disney wants you to leave when the park closes, if you are able to sort of remain as long as possible, and you take that long glance down an empty Main Street at the castle in the distance, um, it, that is—it's a, a special moment. I, I don't know how else to describe it, or maybe I'm just a geek, and, and we'll move on. So
0: no, you're not. <laughs> it is—it is, is a beautiful moment, you know, as they come to the kiss goodnight, you know, especially if you can take advantage of it uh, on the nights when there's a. Uh, those extra magic hours and so the, you know, the park stays open very late at night, sometimes one you know even two in the morning or so uh, depending on when when the, the night is. Go up there onto the, the balcony of the train station and stand right in the center and just look down Main Street and you you have the magic kingdom uh, at your fingertips and it's almost as if you're the king of the magic kingdom and it's just it's just breathtaking.
2: And be sure you look at the lit up castle. From different vantage points, like Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, from the top of the Swiss Family Treehouse, from the TTA, uh, because it just looks beautiful from all these different angles. And if, certainly if you're a photographer, bring lots of SD cards and lots of batteries as well, because you're going to need
0: and that. And definitely bring your a tripod. tripod right? you need your <laughs> tripod. You know, another and a beautiful one, and I've taken this shot several times, you know, the bridge between uh, the hub and walking over to uh, – to Fantasyland land on the right side or the left side, either one, but where you've got the water there that you can take the shot with the with the, the castle reflecting uh, in the, the water that It's just beautiful. I agree. I agree.
2: But what I want to do is I also wanted to talk about a couple of maybe overlooked experiences. Uh, some of which you you may have run across, some of which you haven't, and one that's new for this year. And one of the overlooked experiences uh, is a very, very simple one, and you can find him. He, the, the guy gets around, and I mean that in a good way, but if you're looking for Santa Claus, you know, so many times people mm-hmm. come to Walt Disney World, you're looking for Mickey, you're looking for a certain character. While well, you come for Christmas, you're looking for Santa Claus. You can find him during the Christmas party. You can find him in World Showcase, but you can also find him in downtown Disney yep. for about a week before Thanksgiving until Christmas Eve, because he's a little busy that night, you can find him in a little chalet over in the downtown Disney Marketplace. Again, you can bring your own camera. Photo Pass is there. Uh, and he's there during the day and in the evenings as well.
0: Yeah, and this is another great, again, free thing to do. There is no cost to go to downtown Disney, so if you want to uh, to get a chance to meet the big guy, there's a great opportunity.
2: I agree. And The other, I think, very much overlooked experience, and one that I recommend, whether you are a family, whether you're a couple, whether you are uh, honeymooners, whatever it might be, is, again, you think of that sort of Norman Norman Rockwell-esque Christmas. Nothing would be better than a holiday sleigh ride. And you're like, well, I'm in the middle of the swamps of Florida. Believe it or not, you can do a horse-drawn, quote-unquote, sleigh ride over at Disney's Fort Wilderness. Again, from the end of November until the end of December, you can have four adults in the sleigh or two adults and three children, nine and under. It's about a 25, 30-minute ride. Departs every 30 minutes, starting at 5.30. It runs till about 9.30 over at the Blacksmith Shop. It's $60 for the ride. Really, really, uh, again, Chuck, it's one of those things that you want to do something really special, For your wife, your husband, your girlfriend, your family, whatever it is, your kids. This is one of those things that I think is very different and certainly very memorable.
0: You know, when you experience things in the park, they're wonderful and they're magical. But there is a little bit of a hustle and bustle. There's a lot of people in the parks, especially during the holidays. But something like the the sleigh ride, the carriage ride over at Fort Wilderness, it's just you or or the folks that you have, have brought with you in nobody else but you the driver the horses and the trees and you know there's a lot of peace and uh and a, and a lot of serenity that you can find on those uh, on those carriage rides
2: and guys you keep emailing me asking me i want to propose i don't know where if you're coming down between november you know during december holiday sleigh rides yeah let me, let me know how that goes for
0: you yeah that, that's that'd a be good great one. that'd yeah. be an awesome way to to, to pop the question
2: so let's um, let's mention one more thing, Chuck, that I'm thinking about, and that's something that's new for 2009. Because again, I want to I want people who says, "Well, I've been there during the holidays. I've seen it all." This year, there's something new, and I unfortunately didn't get a chance to see and or hear it, but you did. Yes, and it's something <clears throat> called Joyful.
0: Yeah, it's joyful, and it's over in over in Epcot, uh, over at the uh, the Fountain of Nations, um, and they the sort of the little stage there on the world showcase side of the, the Fountain of Nations. While unfortunately this year we did lose the lights of winter, uh, at Epcot, you know, spanning the, the walkway between Future World uh, and World Showcase. As Walt said, you know, the, the parks are always changing. You know, he said Disneyland is, is never completely finished, so, you know, they'll always change and so Epcot is the same way. And so while we've lost the light of winter, the lights of winter we now have Joyful. And this is a gospel group that's performing there at Innovations Plaza, uh, and it's featuring the talents of a group called the Divine Voices, and it's run about four times in the afternoons from one fifteen to four uh, fifteen each day. It, there's, there's gospel, inspirational music mixing with jazz, soul, R and B to sing Christmas songs, and it's a it's a, f- a wonderful show to uh, to listen to. It, you know, again, there's no like queue or anything like that. You just kind of. Walk up to it and enjoy it, and you can't help but sing along. They're very inspirational, uh, very uh, uplifting uh, songs and, and holiday experiences that you know you you will find yourself you know even if you're not singing along, uh, you know, I'll bet you you'll find yourself tapping your toes and kind of bouncing your head to the beat uh, and enjoying uh, this music of joyful. And again, it's a, another great example of live music returning to Walt Disney World.
2: That's exactly what I was going to say. I, I so enjoy. The live entertainment the different types of live entertainment around the parks this sounds like it is a welcome addition I'm really sorry I didn't get a chance to appreciate it this year hopefully I'll be able to catch it next year uh, because I've heard nothing but good things about it Uh, and the last thing I wanted to mention too are two places that you can visit but not just during the holidays but ways that you can enjoy Christmas all year round in Walt Disney World and they're obvious obviously if you know that they're there but they's, those are the Days of Christmas Shop in downtown Disney and Ye Olde Christmas Shop in Liberty Square they're open all year round they have Christmas decor Christmas ornaments decorations anything you want to bring home for the holidays all year I've actually done very detailed look, you know, DSI Disney Scene Investigations on both of these on separate shows. I'll put links to those in both of those show notes. Uh, certainly, Chuck Days of Christmas in Downtown Disney starts to get just a little bit busier around the holidays. But if you want personalized ornaments, uh, theme park related ornaments, character ornaments, any sort of Disney holiday decor for your house, these are the places to go.
0: Yeah, they're they're wonderful shops, and you know if there's Something holiday related, and it comes to Disney, you're going to find it at uh, one of these two places. You're probably going to even find things you didn't even know existed. Absolutely. So, and, and don't forget, also there's one other spot you can go if you're looking for a touch of holidays all year round. You can always take a little uh, little pose with the snowman uh, over at Disney's Hollywood Studios out by near Mama Maria's. There's always the snowman there too that you can always get a little bit of a little bit of a uh, little bit of wintertime and a little holiday magic there too
2: very nice very true I forgot about the the snowman out there so yeah I I mean that's what I mean Chuck this you know we talked about all these different things none of which involved an attraction uh, a show Uh, so much of it is free or included with your park admission or takes place outside the parks things that you can do and memories you can create with your families because I think that's what the holidays are all about you can enjoy it you can learn You can actually include food and eat with some of these things. But again, uh, I I think the holidays is an extra reason to come down to Walt Disney World, uh, if you can, over and above, just coming down to enjoy the parks.
0: Yeah. uh, What better place to enjoy the most wonderful time of year than being in the most wonderful place on Earth, and that's Walt Disney World.
2: I agree. I agree. And even if you just want to go and sit in the park and people watch and listen to the music – you can't help but not do it with a smile on your face. So, uh, Chuck, I, I so appreciate you putting a smile on my face as we talked about a lot of these things. I, I missed most of them this year, unfortunately. But thinking about it and thinking about the memories I created with my family uh, really sort of makes me enjoy. It makes me remember how much I appreciate the holidays at Walt Disney World. To read more from Chuck... You can go to disneydaddy.blogspot.com. Chuck Leinberger is the Disney Daddy. Chuck, again, always welcome, always appreciate you coming on the show.
0: Anytime, Lou. And again, happy holidays to you. Happy holidays to everyone out there.
2: That's going to do it for this week's show. Thanks go out to my guest, Chuck Lionberger. He is disneydaddy.blogspot.com. And this week, for so many reasons, for this part of the show, I want to do nothing but say thanks. Not just to my guest, but to each and every one of you for taking the time to listen and for all that you continue to do to show your support, not just for the show, but for me as well I've always considered it a privilege to have you let me into your life each week. And whether we've met or not, I've always felt as though you were all my friends and part of my extended family. And with what I've been going through personally lately, you've all shown me more than ever with emails and texts and forum and Facebook and posts and Twitter messages. And that has been the best Christmas gift. So during a time of year when it's all about family and friends... I want to give you all my most heartfelt thanks for the gift of support and friendship that you've all given to me. Thanks also to my partners and my friends, Becky from MouseFan Travel, Sarah from All Star Vacation Homes, and Chantel from DVC by Resale. I want to quickly apologize for the show recently, as I've had so many things planned for December and beyond, but with my dad's illness, that prevented a lot of that. I promise I still have a lot of things in the works that I will be launching next year. So thank you all again for your patience. I promise I I'll get the show back on track as quickly as possible and bring back the news and rumors and some of the other segments. Um, speaking of things that I've had to change around a little bit, um, although I did have to cancel the last meet of the month in December and thank you to everybody who showed up. I'm happy so many of you got together and spent some time together. Uh, I have been planning on having the next one on Saturday, January 9th. That's during marathon weekend. But I do have to hold off at this point, confirming again, due to my dad's treatment schedule. I promise I will let you know as soon as possible, either on the show or on the site or Facebook or Twitter. So that's it this week. No other announcements, no other news. I want to thank you all again for everything and I want to wish you and your families the very merriest of Christmases and no no matter what you celebrate and even if it's just the season, I hope that you enjoy the time with those that you love and more than ever, whether it's a gift to yourself or a New Year's resolution, you owe it to yourself to think about your dream and take the first step towards following it and once you do, Always keep moving forward. Take care, my friends. Thank you all again. See ya.
3: Hi, this is Renee from Park Collins again, and I was calling because of your new question about our Disney 2010 resolution. And my resolution is to get into Toontown and take a whole bunch of pictures of everything before it's gone. It's uh, not one of my favorite areas of the park, and so it's one that I don't visit very often and haven't taken a lot of pictures of. But there's a lot of great details, and they really did a lot of work to make sure that it didn't just look like the temporary land that it was set up to be. So I um, want to get in and get pictures and, and little bits from there before I don't have a chance to anymore. Uh, great show again. Thanks so much. Bye. Hey, Lou. This is Brian Rainey again from Kansas City, Missouri. Just calling from Main Street at the Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. I'm currently on day six of a ten-day hopper pass. And I'm having a blast. Talk to you later.
1: Hey, Lou. What's going on? This is Randy. Um, Shawnee, Kansas. It is since, uh, December twelfth, um, 2009. You um, I'm a little excited. Um, it's 4 p.m. I'm, I'm taking my first walk down Main Street. I uh, got a whole week ahead of me, very excited to start giving call. I'm walking on Main Street. You can hear the sounds in the background. Oh, it's a wonderful, cloudy day, but it's always sunny. at Disney World. Thanks, Lou. Hey, Lou, it's Josh, and it is Thursday, and I just wanted to, uh, I haven't called for a couple weeks, and, uh, I wanted to say, um, for, I'm sure all of you know that, um, For all of you that don't know, um, Roy E. Disney, Walt Disney's nephew, uh, passed away on Wednesday, December 16th, and I just wanted to say that um, it really seemed sudden, and I didn't know that he had had uh, stomach cancer, and uh, I was actually privileged enough over the summer, because I collect autographs through the mail, that I had uh, sent him two items, and he was generous enough to uh, send them back, and um So I was really shocked When I read last night On a post by Tim That um That he had passed away And um Uh But you know what Now he's uh He's up He's up there And he's with uh His dad and his uncle And His uh Aunt and It's just That's great So um I just wanted to say uh Thank you Roy For all that you've done And You were a great You were a great influence On the company And uh I guess that's about it. So, uh, remember, everybody: if we can dream it, we can do it. Thank you. Bye. Hey, Lou. What's
3: going on? This is Brian Rainey. I'm from Kansas City, Missouri. Just calling from Walt Disney World in Florida, and I'm really blessed and really fortunate. I've caught twice from Disneyland this year, but I thought I'd do something different and call you from Disney World. So that's where I am. And uh, just got off Small World. I don't know if you can hear the music in the background, but. It the day at Animal Kingdom, had a good, good awesome breakfast at the Tusker House, had a good meal at the Japanese, at the Japanese Pavilion in Epcot, and I Thursday we have a lunch with engineer, so that so so that's be cool. Uh, anyway, the weather's beautiful, and hope to see you down here soon, yeah, see us, If you two don't
1: straighten up, I'm gonna pull a plug on both of you. Now say goodbye. So long, everybody. everybody. Happy holidays!